Welcome to day 250. What a landmark in our journey through uh, scripture. Uh, welcome to day 250 of uh, season two of Shaped by the Word, the drama of scripture. And uh, nobody portrays that drama uh, more richly you know, than Isaiah, the judgment and the turmoil of God's people, the distance you know, that our sin creates between us and God and God's dogged determination to redeem his people, restore his people, and to give them the bounty of his grace and his blessing. So it's been a fun week, you know, in Isaiah. I'm Paul Camp here with David Keefe and uh, Cindy Camp as we continue. So we come to the end of the week, uh, you know, again, with the, the kind of flavor you, you feel in the prophets. You seamlessly move from passages of hope to passages of judgment. And uh, you find these two characteristics, you know, as we've described earlier, is at the very heart of God's character. God has proven righteous or, or proven true to himself, and the mercy extends towards sinners, but also in the judgment he has on our sin. And you continue to hear these themes. And, and this is Israel before they've actually been judged. We've, we've already gone through the judgment in our narrative passages. Uh, but this is Isaiah who is preparing them for the coming judgment, but he looks beyond the judgment to God's grace. And, of course, in looking beyond judgment to God's grace, he, he gives them and prepares us for the New Testament. Uh, he gives them a portrait of the coming one who restore their fortunes. So we pick up in uh, Isaiah chapter uh, 65 and go through the first couple of verses just to kind of capture it of chapter 66, which brings our readings in Isaiah to a close. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. We thank you how you're deeply present in your word. We thank you not only is it God breathed, but your spirit resides with us uh, as we read to do your work in, in our life. Uh, Father, we thank you for a moment that we come to you. May we see you for who you are, and then seeing you for who you are, look deeply into ourselves and see ourselves, not only for who we are, but what you have called us to be. And may we hear your beck and call in your word to be your people for your glory. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Uh, Isaiah 65, I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. I was found by those who did not seek me to a nation that did not call on my name. I said, here am I, here am I. All day long I've held out my hands to an obstinate people who walk in ways not good, pursuing their own imaginations, a people who continually provoke me to my very face, offering sacrifices in gardens and burning incense on the altars of brick, who sit among the graves and spend their nights keeping secret vigil, who eat the flesh of pigs and whose uh, pots hold broth of impure meat, who say, keep away, don't come near me, for I am too sacred for you. Such people are smoke in my nostrils, a fire that keeps burning all day. See, it stands written before me. I will not keep silent, but will pay back in full. I'll pay it back into their laps, both your sins and the sins of your ancestors, says the Lord. Because they burned sacrifices on the mountains and defiled me on the hills, I'll measure into their laps a full payment for their former deeds. This is what the Lord says. As when juice is still found in a cluster of grape and people say, don't destroy it, there's still a blessing in it. So will I do in behalf of my servants. I will not destroy them all. I'll bring forth descendants from Jacob and from Judah, those who will possess my mountains. My chosen people will inherit them and there my servants will live. Sharon will become pastor for flocks in the valley of Achor, a resting place for herds for my people who seek me. 
But as for you who forsake the Lord and forget my holy mountain, who spread a table for fortune and fill bowls of mixed wine for destiny, I will destine you for the sword, and all of you will fall into the slaughter. For I called, but you did not answer. I spoke, but you did not listen. You did evil in my sight and chose what displeases me. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My servant will eat, but you will go hungry. My servants will drink, but you will go thirsty. My servants will rejoice, but you will be put to shame. My servants will sing out of the joy of their hearts, but you will cry out from anguish of heart and will and brokenness of spirit. You will leave your name for my chosen ones to use in their curses. The sovereign Lord will put you to death, but to his servants he will give another name. Whoever invokes a blessing in the land will do so by the one true God. Whoever takes an oath in the land will swear by the one true God. For the past troubles will be forgotten and hidden from my eyes. See, I will create a new heaven and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I'll create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. Never again will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days, or an old man who does not live out his years. The one who dies at a hundred will be thought as a mere child. The one who fails to reach a hundred will be considered a curse. They will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. No longer will they build houses, and others live in them and plant, and others eat. For as the days of a tree, so will be the days of my people, my chosen ones will long enjoy the work of their hands. They will not labor in vain, nor will they bear children doomed to misfortune, for they will be a people blessed by the Lord, they and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion will eat straw like an ox. The dust will be the food of the serpent. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountains, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. Where is the house you will build for me? Where will be? Uh, where will my resting place be? Has not my hands made all of these things so that they came into being? Declares the Lord. These are the ones I look on with favor, those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word. And there we have, you know, a picture, you know, of, of of the new heavens and the new earth. What is in store for us? Spoken, you know, in the most brilliant language of, you know, the experience of the people of what it would mean to be a people living under God's blessing and His fortune, long life, and uh, no threat whatsoever. You notice right in the middle of that, all these explanations are really, you know, kind of nice and very lofty, except for for the serpent will eat yeah, dust, yeah, which <laughs> be good. yeah, which points us all the way back, you know, to the curse, you know, mm-hmm. the God. I uh, put on the serpent in the garden that you will eat dust, and I'll put enmity between your seed and her seed. You shall strike his heel, and he shall crush your head. And, and of course, this is the fulfillment, you know, of, of that curse that uh, uh, that the serpent is finally doomed. And of course, the people of God are restored to the garden, and that's what this is a picture mm-hmm. of: is uh, we're, we're back in the garden, but this is a far different garden with a far greater glory than the first. Is mm-hmm. is, is beautiful as the the glory of the initial garden is this one is 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 even greater as all nature is called into harmony that you see that happen that people are called into harmony Mm -hmm. but more than anything else people are called into the presence of god Mm -hmm. uh, to know him no i love that line in the end of verse 17 you know the former things will not be remembered nor will they come to mind but be glad and rejoice forever in what i will create Mm -hmm. just what a 
great anticipation for that day to come where we will be glad and rejoice forever in what he has made for his people. Yeah. Yeah. I've always enjoyed, you know, the uh, the ending to the Lord of the Ring trilogies whenever, you know, Sam sees Gandalf, you know, again. And uh, he says, you know, Gandalf, I, I thought you were dead. And then he says, I thought we were dead. And then he asked himself, you know, this wonderful little question. He said, is everything that was once sad now untrue? And, of course, that is, is what is, is, is happening. It's not just uh, that it's behind us, but that uh, there, there's something in God's grace and in God's work that, that uh, mm-hmm. makes everything that was sad, which is bad, which was tragic, which yeah. was shameful, untrue. And it's uh, lost in the eternity of, of what he has in store for those who love him. I like verse 19. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. Um, I just love that thought that, you know, we could be a people that he would rejoice over, but he would probably say, well done, you know, um, good and faithful servant. But I just love the, uh, the idea there that God would rejoice over us. Uh, yeah. I, uh, of course, it's not going to be so much because of the works we've done or no, the faithfulness we've no. had because of the faithfulness of the one who has brought us into, uh, you know, the presence, you know, the presence uh, of the Lord. And of course, mm-hmm. that is the picture we have in, uh, you know, Revelation, you know, chapter 21. It's, it's the city of Jerusalem is the bride of Christ. And so right. he's combining an Old Testament image, you know, as, as, as a restored Jerusalem with a New Testament image to us as his people being his, his very bride. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking Jerusalem here, we're not talking about a city. Uh, we're talking about a people, a people mm-hmm. yeah. who he treasures mm-hmm. and who, who, he, who he delights. Mm-hmm. And just at the end, I love, even though it's not the exact end of, of 66, but it was such a great ending as we just looked at, you know, the ones I look on with favor, those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that fear of the Lord that, that brings that, humility and that contriteness in light of our sin and yet time and time again he has just been giving us but there is grace for the humble and the contrite and and those who tremble at my word and that is a word to be trembled at i mean mm-hmm. what a huge glimpse we've received of god and you know what he is is going to do and especially even earlier you know because they burn sacrifice on my mountains and defiled me on my hills i will measure into their laps the full payment of their former deeds you know this is a, a god who will mm-hmm enact judgment and, and justice and yet we see christ coming in and, and taking that on our behalf and so this is a beautiful thing of that god is going to enact judgment but also salvation yeah mm-hmm. you know there is a you know there's two beautiful parts you know to our to our worship one is the you know the uh, intimacy in which we can you know uh, almost you know uh almost bring ourselves into God's presence and climb up in his lap as a young child and just know the intimacy of you know, being with him. And then there's also the transcendence, you know, where we stand back from God or in awe of who he is and in awe of his word. And it, it should shake us a little bit because there is such a great distance between us you know, in, in our God. And, and we, we've lost the, the New Testament concept of, of, of fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, 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 we soften it some, you know, it's, it's a deep respect, but it's, it's a little more than a deep respect. It's, 
that's seeing an awesome distance and knowing, you know, in the same way Isaiah said, I'm, I'm undone, yeah. you know, in mm-hmm. chapter six, yeah. same way Peter said when he looked at the miraculous catch of fish and said, no, go away, mm-hmm. said, I, I can't do this, you know, I, I'm sinful. So you, you, have, you have both the comfort we have from the gospel and then, of course, the awe of who he is and, and that sense of deep, you know, deeply feeling undone. Cindy, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Sure. Father, we just thank you for these words. We thank you for the great hope that we have because of the work um, that you have done on our behalf through Christ, that one day there will be no tear, Father, that there will be um, rejoicing with you and with your people. And Father, that... um, all things will be restored and renewed, and we thank you for that. May that be something that we hold on to today, as, Father, we live through a very broken world and, and broken lives and our hearts that are deceived. May this be our comfort and our joys. We look forward to that day. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.